Hey, doll. Hey, doll. I'm your host, Paula. And I'm your other host, Cynthia. And we are Dolls Dolls and and Doom. So, Cynthia, you know how some people say that there's a glee curse? Oh, yes. Well, I honestly, I don't like that. I don't like that saying because there was no curse. It was just a sad ending to three very talented people who happened to be on the same show. Tell me more, because I I never watched the show. Okay, see, I did, and I'm actually not one of those people that when a tragedy happens, I'm glued to the news. Mm-hmm. But because I watched the show, I was a huge fan. I listened to the music, mm-hmm. you know, because they had so many so many great songs, and for that reason, I was glued to the TV, and I had to hear everything, all of the results as they were unfolding. Yeah, so I I literally absorbed any information I could get. Okay. So, Corey Monteith, who played jock-turned-glee star Finn Hudson, was born May 11, 1982, in Calgary, Canada. His parents divorced when he was seven. He and his brother lived with their mom in Victoria, Canada. I've been there, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, I'm jealous. I've never been to Canada. It's beautiful. They have... On the street, they'll have like the the light the light posts, uh-huh. and there's two little flower pots hanging <gasps> on every oh single one. It's just beautiful. why would anybody ever leave if that's where I you know. live? Why would you ever leave? I know. And isn't everybody nice in Canada? I know yes. that's a ser- stereotype, but yeah, it's it's true. Okay. Corey was a good student, but in his teen years, he began skipping school and got involved with drugs and alcohol. He attended twelve different schools. And that alone is really difficult all on its own. These are the years you're trying to define your sense of self, and your friends are your whole world. If you are constantly moving, how do you do either one? That's literally a new school every year. Yes. That that would be very, that's excessive. Exactly. Poor guy. Exactly. It it was because he got into trouble is why he moved, or we don't know why? I'm not sure. I really don't know. Okay. But by the time he was 16, he dropped out took odd jobs, and performed as a drummer in a band. At 19, his substance abuse was so out of control, his family held an intervention, and he went into rehab. Corey moved to Nanamio, which was in British Columbia, and found work as a roofer. He met an acting teacher who had him read a script. He began to get small parts on TV and had an appearance in the movie Final Destination 3. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? He is most well-known for his role on Glee, which came after sending an audition tape of himself singing the Ario Speedwagon classic, I Can't Stop This Feeling. Glee aired in 2009 and quickly became one of the most popular shows on TV. His character Finn was an all-American teen who played football and was in Glee. His character began to date fellow Glee member Rachel, played by Leah Michelle, And as the saying goes, life imitates art and the two became a couple in real life. And they were so cute. Aww. Because of Glee, there was much success with hit songs and a concert tour. In 2011, he starred alongside Selena Gomez in a film called Monte Carlo. In March of 2013, Corey went back into rehab for an unknown substance abuse. His girlfriend Leah stood by his side, as did the show, adjusting his schedule so he could get treatment and remain a cast member. Rehab lasted less than two months, and afterwards, he seemed to be doing well. He tweeted in late April, quote, Sending out big love to everyone. Thank you for the continued support. It means the world to me. 
July 6th, he checked into a hotel in Vancouver, Canada. He went out to dinner with friends on July 12th. According to the hotel staff members, he came home alone. By noon the next day, he still had not checked out, and a room check revealed Corey Monteith was dead. He was 31 years old. After an autopsy and toxicology was done, the report shows his death was the result of heroin and alcohol overdose. The coroner's report states his tolerance level was low due to his time in rehab, and his death was accidental. Hmm, that's terrible. It is. Another Glee cast member was Mark Salling, who played bad boy Noah Puckerman. Mark was a series regular the first four seasons, and then reoccurring the last two seasons as their characters began to age out. Like Corey, he dated his TV co-star in real life, Santana, played by Naya Rivera. Mark was born August 17, 1982, in Dallas, Texas. Mark was the youngest of two children and was homeschooled at an early age. In high school, he was on the wrestling team. After graduating, he went to the Los Angeles Academy College of Music in Pasadena. He studied guitar and gave lessons. He was multi-talented, playing piano, bass guitar, drums, writing, singing, and even producing his own music. He had his own label called Pipe Records. Wow, it's pretty accomplished. Yeah, especially for that age. Yeah. In May 2016, Mark was indicted for child pornography charges. <gasps> oh no. Yeah, he made some bad choices. He pled guilty and was scheduled for sentencing March 7th. He agreed to four to seven years in federal prison, plus 20 years suspended release, and was ordered to register as a sex offender and pay a fine of approximately $50,000. On January 30th, around 3 a.m., his family reported him missing. He was found hanging from a tree in Sunlet, Tahunga, a neighborhood in L.A. in the San Fernando Valley. He died by suicide. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess he just couldn't live with himself or just didn't want to do the time and, and live that way as a sex offender. Which I can understand. I would not want to I go can to prison. too. Right. Um, at the same time, I, would, I don't know, of course, the details of the child pornography charges, but I would say four to seven years is actually a pretty light sentence. It is, but having to register as a sex offender... I mean, that would suck, but at the same time, I mean, it would be humiliating, but to me, the prison would be worse, the worst part. True. Um, But at the same time, you're a sex offender. Again, I don't know the details. I know there are some people who, you know, get slapped sex offender, and it's like, you know, a 17-year-old with a 21-year-old, which is not, in my opinion, the definition of pedophilia. Right. So I don't know the details in this case. Maybe you do, but I no, don't. No, I don't. This is literally all I could find. So I don't know if it was just on his computer and he was looking or if there was an incident. Right. I don't know. But in general, child pornography, I think, is pretty inexcusable. Yes. So, because he was in his 30s, right? It wasn't like he was also a teen. He was in his 30s. I believe he so. He was not, like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that, like, a teenager can sext another teenager and if that teen like a teenage girl could send a nude picture of herself to a teenage boy and if that teenage boy then sends that same nude picture to his teenage friends he could potentially be convicted of or charged with producing child pornography because he shared oh i see what you're saying you know what i mean right like in an 
I mean, yes, it's child pornography, but it's not, you know what I mean? It's not the same right, thing. Right, because he's a teenager level. also, it's different. Right, and, you know, it's his peers, and, you know, to me that is very different than, like, an adult looking at pornography of right. little children. Like, say, Josh Duggar has been accused of or something. Exactly. Which, don't get us started on no, him. No, no. All right, moving okay. on. All right, yes. back to Glee. And lastly, there's Naya Rivera. She played Feisty Santana Lopez. Naya was born January 12, 1987, in Santa Clarita, California. At an early age, she began acting and modeling. As a baby, she was in a few Kmart commercials. She landed her first leading role at just four years old in a television series called The Royal Family, in which she received a Young Artist Award nomination. That is so impressive. And this is the girl who dated the guy you were just talking about, right? Well, I didn't really date. She, okay, so her character and um, Brittany, which is played by Heather Morris, mm-hmm. they were like all three of them kind of kissing together and oh, okay. playing around. But okay. they weren't in a serious relationship. Okay, so in real life, this woman did not date the co-star. No, they did in real life. I'm sorry, I thought you meant on the show. Oh, no. Okay, but in real life, in real life this she dated, dated the man Mark, who... the one I just spoke about. Oh, okay. Well, that's a strange coincidence. Right? On the show, she worked with Red Fox. And she said she and Fox became close while filming, but he had a heart attack on set and died right in front of her. Oh. Right? So another death on set. Right. It was something that stayed with her the rest of her life. She had roles on many TV shows and some reoccurring roles in shows like Family Matters and The Bernie Mac Show. She got her big breakout role as lesbian cheerleader Santana on Glee. It was the role that gave her critical acclaim and awards such as the SAG Award, the Alma Award, two Grammy, and one Brit Award nominations. Wow. Yes. She's so impressive. She wrote a book called Sorry, Not Sorry, Dreams, Mistakes, and Growing Up. She supported various charities such as CLAD, the LGBT Community, the Sunshine Foundation, Get Schooled, and Feed Los Angeles, just to name a few. Her publicist said of Naya, quote, she's ahead of her time in terms of being an advocate. She really wanted to use her platform and her voice for good. Whether it was for anti-bullying or for equal rights, for women of color, she wanted to use this role to help talk about a bigger message. On July 8, 2020, Naya and her four-year-old son, Josie, were on a pontoon boat on Lake Piru. The rental boat was for just three hours, but when they did not return at the scheduled time, a search began. Around five o'clock, the boat was found with Josie on board, alone, wearing a life vest. The search continued for Naya, but was suspended that night and resumed the next morning. The lake now closed to the public. Dive teams from all over the region were taking part in the search. They were also looking on land to see if she made it out of the water, but her son told officers he saw his mom disappear underwater after saying that she was going for a swim. On July 9th, the Ventura County Sheriff's Department confirmed that Naya was presumed dead and the search was now switching to recovery efforts. Along with the dive team, sniffer dogs and sonar were all used. July 11th and 12th, Naya's parents, brother, boyfriend, and Glee co-star Heather Morris all joined the search. On July 13th, a body was found floating in the lake. Naya's many Glee co-stars paid tribute to Naya and the show's creators, Ryan Murphy, Ian Brennan, and Brad Falchuk announced that they plan to start a college fund for Naya's son, Josie. It was exactly seven years to the day that Corey Monteith died, 
So Corey died on the 13th, and Naya's body was found on the 13th. Wow. Yeah. That breaks my heart because of the little boy. It does. I have a four-year-old little boy, and I cannot imagine him alone on a boat having watched me go underwater. And then who knows how long he was on that boat alone. Exactly. Oh, and then mommy never comes back. Right. That is awful. Some speculate and say it was suicide, but I really don't think so. Um, I don't know anything about her, but it would be a pretty screwed up way to kill yourself and leave your child, your four-year-old, unattended on a boat. Right. he himself And forced to watch you. Right. Like, that would be... That makes no sense to me. Right. And I really... From what I read, I really don't feel like that's who she was. Yeah, that... I would say there would be indications of that. Because who would do that? You, like... Even if you were going to kill yourself, you're not going to put your kid in danger. Right. Like, you're going to make sure your kid's taken care of. At least, I would imagine that's what you would do. And he's four years old. Don't you want to spend the rest of your life with your child? Don't you want to be there for his graduation, his wedding, his kids? You know, I'll be honest. I was never afraid of dying until I became a mother. I mean, it's not like I looked forward to dying. (laughs) But I wasn't, like... Worried about it. Right. I didn't have anxiety about it. And now that I'm a mother, I think, who would raise my kids? My oldest is pretty much grown, but I got two little ones. Like, who would raise my kids? Would they remember me? Would my husband get remarried? That would be fine. But would she be nice? Like, would she love my kids? Would she be nice? I would miss this. I wouldn't see them grow up. I wouldn't be at their wedding. Exactly. I wouldn't hold my grandkids. That is the really scary thing to me about dying now. It's not death it's missing all of that right so yeah I don't know that seems strange to me I don't think she killed herself I don't either but that's horrible that's just terrible it's very sad but you don't believe there's a curse you think it's just I, three? I don't the, the, I just think it's a coincidence that right. three cast members that all in the same show all very talented you know are gone well and it's three very different situations you have one yes he suffered from drug addiction so that's one scenario. And he was trying to better himself. He went back to rehab. Right. And that's what lowered his tolerance. And he just OD'd. And we see that happen with celebrities and with just regular people. Right. Um, and then the second one, to me, that's that, that, very different. He just made really bad choices. Right. Got caught. And didn't want to live with the consequences. Exactly. So to me, that one kind of doesn't really fit in with like the whole curse thing. That's just a... That was his decision. Right. Her... A a tragic accident, which could fall under the curse umbrella, I think. But but tragic accidents happen all the time to all kinds of people. Absolutely. I just don't believe in curses. Oh, okay. See, I totally believe in curses. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I also think you can break them. Okay. I believe there's curses like family, like, you know, generational curses. Like, you don't think, like, the Kennedys are cursed? Oh, well, maybe I kind of do believe in curses. And I don't know that it's necessarily, like, not to bring in, like, religion, but, you know, some of you listeners probably know I'm a pastor's daughter. I am a Christian. um, And it's not, like, some witch necessarily cursed someone. And and therefore, every family, every generation after that has, like, you know, all these bad things happening to them. But, like, you could be involved. Like, do you think, like... Playing a Ouija board could open you up to oh, bad yes. spirits. Okay, yes. so it's kind of like that. 
you could be involved or someone could be involved in some things that could like open you and the people around you up to negativity, negative energies, negative things. I definitely believe that. Right. And to me, in my mind, that's kind of like what a generational curse would be. Like maybe somebody, and it's not to say somebody was even necessarily bad or anything like that, but they were opened up to negativity, negative energy, and it just kind of follows them. And until somebody like kind of addresses it and like breaks it and says this stops here, it can sometimes follow them. That's just kind of what I think. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, so it's not like in a movie, like a witch has cursed you. Right. Although, potentially that could happen too. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not ruling it out. I curse you. <laughs> yeah. I do that when I'm driving to people that are stupid. I curse you. Okay. No, I don't bring out my wand. <laughs> but yeah, but you, you don't know, believe. <laughs> I, I you, say it. Right. <laughs> I also say a lot of four-letter words too, so. Be careful because you might actually be sending these people... <laughs> Hey, you know what? If their driving is that bad, they deserve it. They deserve it. it. Yes. Well, do you think, like, what, what's that movie um, where, like, they say everybody... What's that movie? Oh, it's like a famous horror movie. I want to say Armageddon. It's not Armageddon. It's the one with the clown and the he's back or they're back. It? No. No. It's like a Poltergeist. Doll. Poltergeist. Yeah, thank you. You don't believe in the poltergeist curse? Mm. Oh, yes. But see, what... What could have opened them up to that? They're making a movie about evil spirits and all this stuff. Like, yeah. that could potentially open you up. Or, like, I want to say that there's um, a uh, exorcist curse. Okay. Um, you know, because several people, none of the leads, but several of the people, you know, were afflicted with bad things throughout that. And, you know, they're dealing with like the devil and stuff like that did you know there was actual serial killer in that movie no (gasps) okay so watch the exorcist everybody go watch the exorcist and during the scene where reagan is being like she's doing the mri Mm -hmm. the person who's playing the radiologist performing the mri was a serial killer. Oh, my gosh. In real life. I'm going to have to do a deep dive on that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell us about that case. All right. <laughs> so, anyway. Future episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that's just my thought on curses. Okay. All right. Well, that's good stuff. Good yeah. stuff, Paula. Thanks. All right. Well, we thank you so much for listening. If you have any cases you want us to cover, send us an email at dollsanddoom at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. Tell a friend. Leave comments. Give us ratings. It really helps to boost our numbers and put us in front of other people who are looking for a new true crime podcast. We hope to bring you a new episode every Friday. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.